Okay, praise the Lord. Hey, welcome to New Life. I'm Pastor David Kufall, and we're so glad that you can join us this morning on Facebook Live and there at YouTube. And then, of course, our podcast. We are so grateful for every one of you, every single one of you that tune in every week. And we love you, and we are praying for you. And I pray that you've been praying for us as well, because we sure need it. For those who are tuned in, for the very first time, we are New Life is located at 1021 South Center Street in beautiful Wapahin, North Dakota. Well, we've been in our series, Jesus Said, um, for a while now. And uh, we are going to look at the next thing that Jesus said. You know, Jesus didn't make things too hard to understand out of the Word of God. He made them very simple to understand. And this week, this week, Jesus said, do, <clears throat> do not worry about it. Do not worry about it. And can I tell you something? I hope some of you are paying attention right here in the sanctuary because let me tell you, there's some of you have been doing too much worrying about stuff that you have no control over. Why are you so worried about COVID? Live your life. Worry leads to fear, and it'll make you a prisoner in your home. Stop worrying about it. Live. I mean, come on. What's the alternative to this life? Heaven. How much better is that place going to be? There's no COVID there. And so <clears throat> we don't need to live in fear. Worry, anxiety, and fear have, become, have been the natural state of the human condition since the fall of humanity. Anxiety, worry, and fear, they are, the, they are as natural as breathing. Can you imagine what life must have been like, like before Adam and Eve sinned in the garden? You know, before they ate of that fruit, there was no worry. They didn't worry about what they were going to eat or what they were going to wear, did they? I mean, they got up every morning and enjoyed God's creation. All they had to do was walk through the garden. If they were hungry, they could eat a pea. If they were hungry, they could eat a piece of a banana off the banana tree. If they, you know, they had everything that they needed. They probably even made squash taste really good. I like squash, by the way. But then what happened? Then what happened? They ate of the tree that they were told not to eat of. And what happened? All of a sudden, they realized they were living in their own sin, and they had to get clothing on because they discovered they were naked. You know, it never bothered them before that, that they were naked. I mean, the dogs were running around naked. The deer were running around naked, right? How, how do we put clothes on our dog? We put a, put a collar on their neck. You take that, did you ever notice that a dog kind of acts funny when you take their collar off, they want it back on? You have to give your dog a bath. Did you ever notice that? And they act kind of funny. But once you put that collar back on, I never thought about it until I was watching Kermit the Frog one day and his collar fell off. And he went, ah, I'm naked. 
What? Yeah! <laughs> now my collar fell off. But that's how Adam and Eve were. As soon as they ate of that fruit, they saw that they were naked and they had to hide their shame. Before that, there was no shame in the world. Think about that. And they brought it in. Then they became anxious. And of course, we know the punishment God gave them. They had to leave the garden. <sighs> women had to have a hard time in childbirth. So all you women can just say right now, thanks Eve. Right? And because of their sin, we have to weed our gardens. And we've had to work hard for everything we ever have because of sin coming into the world. Can you imagine? Adam was a gardener, and everything was easy for him before. He worked hard, he cultivated, he, made, he planted, but he never had to deal with a weed. And everything he planted grew nice. My word. Can you imagine? Baking would have been easier if sin hadn't come into the world. But we struggle, we, we work hard, and we allow anxiety and worry and fear to take over our lives. By the way, I was thinking I'm going to give out a special treat this Halloween to the kids who come to my door. I, I, I saw something brand new, and it would be so healthy for the kids. Okay? Chocolate covered Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Somebody put that on Facebook the other day. Chocolate covered Brussels sprouts. I think my house would get egged. But it would be healthy for them. <laughs> yeah, everything. You know what would make it better? Brussels sprouts wrapped in bacon covered in chocolate. Yeah, there you go. Then that would be a delicacy. My word, I was watching somebody making chili this morning, and they put a whole bunch of bacon into it. Never thought about putting bacon into chili. That's something I'm going to have to try. Of course, my roast I'm making today for dinner today is uh, covered in bacon. Mmm. I'm looking forward to trying that. But why do we worry when Jesus tells us not to? Let's, take, let's get to the Word of God. Luke 12, Luke 12, verse 22 and 23. And Jesus says to his disciples, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Oh, Lord, we just thank you and praise you for your word today. Lord, I pray for those who have been suffering from anxiety. There's been so much anxiety in this world. Every time we turn on the news, they're trying to, to spread fear, to scare us, Lord. And, Lord, we don't need to be scared. When, you have, when we have the Alpha and the Omega living in our hearts, why should we be scared of a tiny little virus? Because, Lord, you are greater than that virus. 
That does not mean that we don't use wisdom. That doesn't mean, Lord, that we don't use the intellect you've given us. But, Lord, we don't need to live in fear and anxiety and worry. So, Lord, I pray for those who've been so anxious. And I pray for those who've been suffering from anxiety, Lord. There are so many. Paul says, Do, be anxious for nothing. And then he tells us what to focus our minds on. And Lord, for those who are suffering from anxiety, help them to put their minds upon you because you're the only one who can help them and relieve all their anxious feelings. Because Lord, we know because of sin coming into the world, anxiety is real. Worry is real. Fear is real to us. But Lord, when we have you, Jesus, you said perfect love casts out fear. And, and that means when you come into our hearts, you cast that all away. And so I pray for those who've been suffering for that, that, Lord, you would relieve them now in Jesus' name and set them free, Lord, because when we get saved, you set, you set us free from all the chains that bind us. So let that be real in their life, because when you went, uh, when you went to the cross for us, you carried anxiety as well as all of our sin. You carried our worries. You carried our fears, Lord. And Lord, you were victorious over all of them. You won the battle and you came out on Easter morning shouting victory. We thank you, Lord, that you are our risen Savior. We thank you for your work on the cross so we could be set free. Thank you, Lord, for this message today. And thank you, Lord, for your anointing and your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. So why do we worry? It's a waste of our time when we have Jesus. Come on. Why do we worry? Because when we have Jesus, it becomes a waste of our time to worry. It stops us from putting our effort where it needs to be. That's why Satan wants us to be worried and, fear and fearful and having anxiety because it keeps us from putting all of our effort where it needs to be. It is a missed placed priority in our lives you know we can get over our grief when we have jesus because he sends us the holy spirit to comfort our hearts and when our loved ones go to be with him in eternity into heaven why are we so sad all the time and putting our 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 eyes upon death when jesus has brought us life and our loved ones who have passed away are in heaven Come on, they're not dead. They're not in the ground. They are alive in heaven with Jesus. Why are we looking forward to death in the ground when we're looking forward to being with the raised King of kings and Lord of lords and having a reunion with all of our loved ones? I don't have any sadness when I think about my mother and father because I know I will see them in heaven. Now, if they were in hell, I would be sad, but they are in heaven. Why do I dwell on that when I should dwell on the fact I'm going to have a reunion with he in heaven with them and, I'm going to be, and I should be rejoicing night and day because they're in a far better place. They're not going through what we're going through here on earth. My word, so many of us, our loved ones, aren't going through what we're going through right now. Would you wish this world on our loved ones who've gone before us? As terrible as it is to lose a son, I'm so glad he's not going through what's going on in this world right now.
My word. I would hate to see my my dad was saying was telling me before he died, I feel sad for my grandchildren. I'm not sad about myself going to be with the Lord. He said, but this world is getting worse and worse all the time. And I feel bad for my grandchildren because they have to go through what we're going through right now. He knew he was escaping this time. Do you know that the Lord's been taking home great preachers of the gospel, these old men and women who have served the Lord with all their hearts? Why is he doing that? Because the Bible says that in the end times, he would take people home so they wouldn't have to see what is happening. Can you imagine if Brother John was still here after he served in World War II, part of that great generation, to see America's falling apart, seeing America what it is today. I don't even recognize the country I was born into because of how we are today as a nation. We don't have the freedoms that we had just 20 years ago in our nation and they're getting less and less and less it's like they keep taking things away from us slowly so that we don't pay and then they got our eyes over here while they're doing things over here why ronald reagan said our nation would be not destroyed from without he truly believed our nation would be destroyed from within if we took our eyes off of our freedoms that God has given us. And we have people today that want to tell us our founding fathers were these horrible, horrible people who didn't care about what they were doing. They were not perfect people. They sure weren't. There were some of them that shouldn't even been in positions that they were in because of what they believed but there was other of them who loved the word of god and the preachers back then preached the word of god so strongly did you know that we were not created to be a christian nation but because of the preaching of the pulpits and the great revivals that came from the preaching from the pulpits we became a christian nation oh my word if i I'm not, i don't have time to share with you that some of them were hoping to do because you know what? When you get fallen men involved, right? You're going to have some ideas that are not of God. But praise God, the Christian, the nation, was, the people were Christian. And because of it, so much of our Constitution and our Declaration of Independence is all based upon this. That all men are created equal. That's all men, women, we're all created equal. And that is the goal. That is the goal of our nations. And it's taken us a long time to get where we were 10 years ago. And now there are those who are trying to undo it. And you know, it's so crazy. When would racism ever help to fight racism? CRT, folks, is racist. It is telling little boys and girls that because of the color of your skin, you'll never be good enough because you'll always be oppressed 
and telling other boys and girls, because of your skin, you were born a racist. No, we're all born sinners, but we don't have to choose to sin. We got to a point in the, we got to a point in this country. We're not sinners. I mean racists. Tell me how we are racist when the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, that's the number one guy in the military, was African-American. Rose to be a four-star general, African-American, and Colin Powell. Tell me how that happened if we're racist. And tell me, how come there's so many in Congress that they got great hands? Tell me, how did that happen if we're a na racist nation? And tell me, how in the world is most of our mayors and governors around the nation are African American? Tell me. And then tell me this, how in the world did we not do it once, but we did it twice? We elected Barack Obama as our president, and we were happy to do it. Because, folks, he wouldn't have become president if all these people that have the wrong skin complexion hadn't voted for him. We deplore racism, all of us here. We think it's sick. It's a horrible, horrible sin. But you know what? Our little children were not born that way. And our, our little children weren't born to be oppressed. That is taught by others. And that's a horrible thing. When I can see kids in our church that hug one another in the neck, they don't care what color they, each other are. We just, they hug each other around the neck, they, they laugh with each other, they joke with one another, they don't see the color of their skin. My word, I got two kids in the church. They call themselves twins. I never know which one. One of them, you never know what hair color she's going to have, but right now it's red. And the other one is black hair. Come on. And they call themselves twins. Because they were just born days apart. Let me tell you something. Faith is the opposite of worry. Somebody needed to hear that today because the Holy Spirit took me there. Maybe it's somebody there on, who's watching on the screen. Maybe somebody at Facebook needed to hear that because they, they're tired. I don't know. These fact checkers at Facebook, they got to be tired. Really. I... But faith is the opposite of worry because God sees your true value. Well, let me go back to that. Faith is the opposite of worry. I don't want to get past that. Have faith in God and you won't worry so much. Let's look at this. God has sees your true value. Verse 24, Then he said to his disciples, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor the, about the body, what you'll put on. 
Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Right? And so, let me ask you, if life is more than that, let me ask you this question. What has worry ever done for you? <laughs> That's what kind of Jesus says next. If, and which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? Who here, by worrying, can make yourself taller? Who here, by worrying, can stop their hair from turning gray? I know what you're going to tell me about hair dye. But I'm talking about by worrying can stop it. You know, worry can make your hair fall out. And give you ulcers, give you a heart attack. So why are you being anxious? Verse 26, if you then are not able to do the least, why are you anxious for the rest? <laughs> this is why faith is the opposite of worry. Just put your faith in God. <clears throat> because God will make sure you don't run around naked. I thought I was going to get a couple of chuckles out of that. I'm glad you all came dressed today. And you know who I'm talking about. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you, even Solomon in his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothes the grass, which today is in the field and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, think about that. How much more will he clothe you? And then he says, O ye of little faith. O you of little faith. You know lilies only bloom for a week? And then you might as well just, you've got to trim them back, and what do you do with all that? You throw it in the fire to get rid of it. Or you send it to the landfill, or you compost it. How much more are you worth to God than the lilies, and yet he makes them beautiful? How much more are you worth than the birds when he feeds them? Verse 29 and 30, we are not to be like the worldly. The worldly worry. The worldly are anxious. The worldly are fearful because they don't know what it is to have faith in Jesus. You've got it. And I know it's been tough this last 19 months it seems like feels like five years and I know there's so much and you turn on and you hear them <clears throat> rating the president and you hear them complaining about the weather and you I can't understand it I turn on to hear the to find out what the weather is and they're complaining about having nice days when are we gonna have some cold and as soon as we got the cold when does the warm temperatures come back just enjoy what we have and pray that God gives us good rain like we got today. I wish we had gotten it over the summer. And I said to Bodie last night, I said, boy, this is the best thunderstorm we've had all year. Would have been nice if it was done over the summer because the farmers could have used that rain. Our corn would be bigger. Our beets would be more sugary. Hopefully with this warm weather, they've gotten bigger. And because uh, I know how much Hal likes his sugar. <laughs> but we're not to be worldly, verse 29. And 
Do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink. Nor have an anxious mind. For all these things the nation of the world seek after. And your Father knows that you need these things. So let me give you... Oh good, I'm going right along now that I've got a clock that works. The only time I need a clock in church is so that I know that I'm preaching what I so I don't get bogged down. That's why it's put where it's put so you guys aren't looking at it. When we're singing and praising God, I could care less what time it is. I want to focus on Jesus so much because he inhabits the praise of his people. And boy, to have Jesus to be in the midst of us is, oh, how wonderful that is. And we go through so much hell during the week that it's so nice to come to church on Sunday morning and Wednesday night to have a slice of heaven because we need it and get our batteries recharged. Can you say amen? But here are a few principles which I believe will help us avoid the worry that so easily consumes us. So here are the principles to avoid worry. Okay? Number one, do not live the accumulating life. Do not live the accumulating life. And you're looking at, somebody just looked at me like, huh? Huh? Listen up. <laughs> Worry has dominion over many people because they cannot be satisfied with what they have. That is why QVC was created on TV. It's true, is it not? Some of us think that we're going to be happier if we can get the latest shoes. <laughs> Try to find shoes at Walmart right now. <laughs> all the shoes are still on a boat out at sea. You know the burden of accumulating things can draw you in worry and stress? Man, I would love to have a pickup truck. But you know what? It doesn't consume me. Like to have a or an, a bigger SUV, but it doesn't consume me. I'll tell you why. Every time we take my mother-in-law with us, she has to take extra thing, something extra with. We won't talk about it. It's her pal. We have to take her pal with us. It's not a human being or a dog, or a cat or a bird. Or, it's her goldfish. No, I'm just joking about that. Anyway, and, and it takes up more room. And I always got a plan. Okay, I got to get that thing in there just right. So I got to plan out everything else. And it's not a problem because we enjoy taking her with us. We really do. She's a lot of fun. She, she sits there. She tells me how to drive, <laughs> how to get there. No, she does not do that. She sits back. She sits back and plays. Her and Bodie have a great time together. And I'm driving along. And it gives Lorraine somebody to talk to besides me right no that's not even that's not the reason why we just enjoy having her come with that uh, we're going to be and so anyway but you know if i just stressed out myself worrying about getting a bigger a big old pickup truck or a big old suv in fact we could just take my mom this big old suv but um mine gets better gas mileage <laughs> and so um but if I worried about that and that just consumed me, my word, would I be happy? Oh my, I'm not going to be happy until I get that thing. I'm not going to be happy until I get the lake house. 
I'm not going to be happy until I get myself a new condo. I'm not going to be happy unless I have X, Y, and Z. <clears throat> and then I get those things. And does it really make me happy? No, i got to go to QVC now and order more stuff because that thing didn't make me happy. Oh, man, I just heard that Amazon's having a pre-pre-pre-Christmas sale. <clears throat> By the way, those who are thinking about shopping for Christmas, you better do it now. Um, the economists are warning, you better get your Christmas shopping done now because of the shortages that are coming. That's just a word. I don't know if they're being prophetic or if they just know something we don't know. You must be careful because while you seek th to possess things, it is so easy for things to own you. What did Paul tell Timothy? Tim 1 Timothy 6.17 says, Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. And remember, folks, you can't take it with you. So store up your riches in heaven. You know the only thing you can take with you are those you get saved? Did you ever think about that? Your kids, because you got them saved, you made sure they got saved, and they you can take with you. Your friends that you made sure, even that guy, that, that knucklehead at the end of the street that was always bugging you, you finally got him saved. He still kind of bugs you, but at least you know he's saved and he's going to heaven. Because when he gets to heaven, he won't bug you no more. Because we'll all be perfect there, right? Here's another principle to avoid worry. Accept there are parameters and limitations in life. Except there are parameters and limitations in life. We all have learned this. Life has seasons. And that will never change. Right? What's the famous song that some of you loved back in the 60s? Turn, 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 turn. Right? For there's a season. Right? Season to laugh, season to be born, or season to die, season to plant, or season to reap. Right? Everything, or a vast majority of things that weigh on your mind are merely temporary. Hey, I don't think you're hearing me. Everything or a vast majority of things that weigh on your mind, that keep you up at night, are merely temporary. Eternity is forever. This is temporary. Do not let your mind and heart be filled with anxiety, fear, and worry about something that is going to pass away. Um, I got to do this. I, I don't have it on this. It won't be on the screen. I didn't give that to you. I, I'm going to just read Philippians to you. 
You all know it. But if we would have faith, we would try to put it into practice. Philippians 4, starting in verse 4. Paul writes, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. And he says in verse 6, If we're rejoicing in the Lord always, be anxious for nothing but in everything. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Oh, thank you, Lord, this temporary thing that is going to pass away. I thank you, Jesus. You already got a handle. This health problem that I'm having right now, that's temporary, that will go away one day. I thank you, Jesus, you got it handled. Why do we worry? And... He says, make it re- your request known to God and the peace of God. And I use this all the time, this verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. My word, his peace will, is bigger than you worry. His peace is bigger than your anxiety. His peace is bigger than your fear, your sadness. How can you lose someone that you love so dearly? How do I have peace? Because it surpasses everything because he comes with, he floods you with his love and the Holy Spirit who helps you to have that peace even though you lost the one that was so much so dear to your life. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. It's all because of Jesus. It's all because of Him. The next principles tell us where our priorities should be. Here's another principle to avoid worry. Jesus declared, seek first the kingdom of God. Verse 31, back in Luke 12. But seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Seek the kingdom of God, and God will fill in all the blanks. Seek the kingdom of God and God will fill in all the blanks. Are you getting that? Some of you are going to need to go back and listen to this message again. And that's okay. That's why we put them in our archive. Just go to our website. You can access any sermon there. Separate Separate the temporary from the eternal. That's when you're seeking the kingdom of God, when you're seeking Jesus, you'll be able to separate the temporary from the eternal. Give God your family, job, and relationships. Do they belong to you? No. Your job was provided to you by God. Well, my employer hired me, yes but God made him hire you. Well, I don't like my job. Well, regardless if you like the job or not, God provided the job for you. We're going to learn in Revelation chapter 3 this week 
that the minister who's unhappy in his church must realize Jesus planted him in his church. Well, and the ch church we're talking about is a dying church. And yet Jesus planted that minister in that church for that season. We better learn to th be thankful in all things and praise the Lord. Get our eyes off the, the temporary and put them on the eternal. So give God your family, your kids, your dog, your wife, your husband. Give him your job. Because you know what? If you give him your job, he could give you a better job that you'd be happy at. And give him your relationships. Some of us are in a mess with our relationships because we're not seeking the kingdom of God first. Another principle to avoid worry. Jesus also gives it to us here in verse 32 and 34. What is Jesus saying? Do not fear, little flock. Do not fear, little flock. Don't you love it? What an endearing thing he's saying to us. How? He's saying, do not fear, little flock. Wouldn't you love to hear your grandpa say that to you? It doesn't matter how old you are. If your grandpa was sitting right there and told you, do not fear, little flock, you'd be feeling, oh, grandpa, I'm so glad you're here right now. <clears throat> Jesus said in verse 32, do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Hello? Sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourself money bags, which do not grow old, a treasure in heaven that does not fail, where no thief approaches nor moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Oh, wait a second. This whole thing goes against living the accumulating life. If the things that are temporal here on earth are more important than what you're storing up in heaven, <clears throat> you're not going to have much stored up in heaven. Did you ever think about that? God desires, Jesus says, to give you the kingdom. So, store up your treasures in heaven, because Jesus says where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Ray and I got a surprise this week. Surprise is going to cost us money. Money's temporal. The surprise could be eternal. It's worth more than the money. But see, if I just had my eyes on what's temporal, I would never take risks for God. Our church that we have here. If our eyes was on the temporal, we would have never sold our old church building and moved into this beautiful building. And God has provided. There's churches in our community that are way in debt. God has provided all of this. Jerry Madden says, and I want to conclude with this thought here. Jerry Madden says, 
It is time to be honest with God. If you find yourself a worrier, tell him so. As an act of surrender today, as an act of surrendering your worry, throw your hands in the air and give it all to him. Come on. There we go. Give God your family, your job, and your relationships. Give God those things that keep you up at night and weigh on your mind when you wake up in the morning. Come on, throw your hands in the air. Tell Him you are seeking His kingdom of joy, peace, and righteousness. Tell Him today that all you want or need is found in Him and embrace the peace of knowing He will provide you everything that you need. The great missionary Jim Elliott was quoted as saying, and you're going to have to think about this, so I'll read it to you a couple of times. He is no fool who gives away what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Let me read that to you again. He is no fool who gives away what he cannot keep, all your stuff, to gain what he cannot lose, Jesus. Get it? Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful grace. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we love you so much. I am so glad, Lord, that you spoke these words to us in your word because you don't want our lives to be ruled by worry and anxiety and fear. Lord, you said that we should take our burden and give them to you. And then take your burden because it's so much lighter than our own. So when we talk about burden, Lord, we have to think about what, what could be burdening us. Well, our anxiety, our worry and fear. So, Lord, we are going to let you handle that. We're going to let you take care of that. We're going to give it to you, Lord. Because, Lord, you're able to take care of it so much better than we can. Especially the thing that we've been worrying about, Lord. So we give it to you, Lord. And we throw our hands up and surrender to you today. And we ask you, Lord, that you would touch us in Jesus' name. Touch those who are listening today, watching today, Lord. Touch them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Take away their anxiety and worry and fear. Help us to get our eyes upon you, Jesus. Help us, Lord, to let you carry our load. For, Lord, you've already carried it on the cross, and you declared it is finished. We thank you, Jesus. And we praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. If you haven't asked Jesus into your heart and he's 
you should do that today because he will take all of your worry, all your anxiety, and all your fear. All you need to do is say, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of all my sins and forgive me for all the worry that I do. Lord, I thank you that you saved me. You died on the cross for me. Lord, I put my trust, I put my faith in you. My faith that is the opposite of worry in you, Lord. And I thank you for taking care of my life. I put my life in your hands, Jesus. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer with me there on YouTube or Facebook Live or at our podcast, welcome to the kingdom of God. You're now a member. Get your eyes on Jesus, and he will never, ever fail you. And if you ask Jesus in your heart, I want to do something for you. I have a free gift for you. I, I haven't talked about it in the last few weeks. I have this wonderful book to help you with your first steps, walking with the Lord, how to, um, about getting yourself a good Bible, how to read your Bible, and all those things, how to pray. It's all in this little book. Um, <clears throat> it's not long, written in big letters. And it will help you. The other thing I want to do is give you a free... There's four movies on this DVD. I'd love to send that to you. And uh, it's yours. And it's all... The cost is on me. I'm not going to ask you to pay a single thing. We just want to bless you with it. So, all you have to do, you, if you're on Facebook Live, make a comment there. And Corey can go ahead and reach out to you to get your... Privately, so... Um, we can get your information or you can go right above me at YouTube I think it's is it above my head Corey or is it below me the website ah, anyway go to our website and www.wapatonnewlife.org the best thing is just click on it because it's easier and um, go there and send us a message saying I'd like to have the free book and DVD the other thing we want to do is we want to be praying for you Okay, and so we're so glad that you could join us each week um, on Sunday mornings at 1030 and 6 o'clock on Wednesdays. Yes, 6 o'clock on Wednesdays on Facebook Live. That's our new time and our new day. 6 o'clock on Wednesday. We can't wait to see you this week. God bless you, and we know that God's going to see you through. Amen. See you till next time. Hey, eh? bye-bye. <laughs>